We're recording. I say this every time. Um, we're with a new guest. Uh, can you please introduce yourself? Uh, so I go by the name online Cream Collins, and that's what I'm going to stick with. Uh, I'm a little uh, hesitant to give away my anonymity, so that's what we're going with right now. Uh, yeah. What else do you need to know about me? I'm just um, online. Okay, Cream Collins, uh, what do you do? Well, that's a great question. Uh, so I am somewhat of an artist. Uh, and I say that mostly because I don't post anything online, even though I'm working on projects. But like, I went to art school and stuff. I'm into comics. And I'm currently in the process of making a graphic novel because I'm an idiot. So... There you go. How many pages? How many pages? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, last I checked, it was something like 289. Nice. Yeah, it's too long. It's very boring. But uh, some people will love it. Some people will hate it. I don't know. I've gone about it in a very ass-backwards way. I also don't have a following or anything, so it's like a big risk. But uh, it's what I'm interested in doing. Well, you know enough cartoonists that I'm sure it'll do fine, so... Oh, that's the hope, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll I'll read it. Oh, I know. I'll, <laughs> I'll be sending it out to you. Uh, right now I'm working on... Uh, so I've gone about it in a way where I'm iterating on it in so many ways. I've done it in a very ass-backwards way, in a way that I don't usually do, and that I sort of wrote the dialogue and did the layouts at the exact same time. And now I'm doing a very rough draft in at the size I would usually work at. And it's a whole mess, but I want to, I want to get it just right before sending it to people and getting feedback and whatnot. So here we are. How are you doing the lettering? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, at the moment. So my rough draft is all going to be by hand. So, uh, again, it's a very rough draft. It's all pencils. Uh, when I start the final thing, I going to do it digitally. I've been told in the past, but my lettering is really bad. Uh, so I might just use a font, but I don't know what yet. Uh, I want to avoid <sighs> typical fonts, fonts that seem too cartoony, you know what I mean? Or that are typically seen in a lot of comics. It's not that there's anything wrong with them. It's just, you know standing out a little you should find one from blambot he has a lot of fonts that are definitely not used by anyone but he also has a lot that are used by people of course because he works for like marvel and dc and stuff sure um but he has a lot of free fonts for independent projects um i recommend those because they got the proper crossbar eyes and such right right it's what you want yeah that's something to look into yeah uh yeah. Hmm. But uh, no big plans for that. I have to also figure out what programs I want to use. I'm, I've been trained in the Adobe suite with Photoshop and uh, InDesign. I actually like InDesign a whole lot. Everyone seems to hate it, but that's because they're graphic designers and they don't understand books. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so InDesign's great. Um, for lettering, I would go with Adobe Illustrator. 
yeah, I need to get better at Illustrator in general, but uh, that's what I've I've heard. So I've heard differing things that uh, InDesign's great for formatting text in a way, but uh, Illustrator is definitely for more effects on the text, which is what I use it for. That might be whatever. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to think lettering as basically graphic design. So Illustrator is definitely the go-to. For sure. Um, I That's what I use nowadays. I used to use um, Affinity Designer, but I don't use it anymore because it sucks. Um, a lot of people won't say that, but I, I say it. Adobe is good. I'm sorry. Speak it's expensive. It's expensive yeah. as hell, but it's good. Oh, I'm God, sorry. Tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's like if I'm not using it right away. It's like not buying it. So get back to it at some point. But just it's a whole thing. But yeah, I use I, use, I have the entire Adobe suite. I pay sixty dollars a month. It's so expensive, but it's totally worth it. Oh, one hundred percent. You get all this stuff. Uh, some that you'll absolutely never use. But yep. <laughs> you know, hey, yep. it's nice to know that if I wanted to make a video with a lot of effects, I could do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm never going to, but I could. I could totally design a website in Dreamweaver, but you know, I'm not going to probably. <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, but yeah, I I've learned I was. Uh, taught in all those adobe products and uh unfortunately that means that i also like to sometimes draw in photoshop which everyone people have very mixed opinions about that i've found they're like a lot of people are gravitating towards clip studio haven't used it much yeah uh, and the free options are all sort of hit and miss so yeah clip studio another program where people are like oh it's so much better than photoshop and i'm like it's not. <laughs> it, it certainly doesn't seem like it from what I've seen. No, it's it's not. It's not a replacement for Photoshop. It's a budget-friendly version of a drawing program that has some features that Photoshop doesn't have, but does not supersede all of the Photoshop features that do exist. So, yeah, there's. And again, I, I just don't want to learn new things. Yeah, yeah, that too, but. Also, it's just like people keep saying, oh, yeah, it's like you can just not use Adobe. Like, don't use Adobe products. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I have to. Like, I would like you to I would like you to try to do my job without using Adobe products. <laughs> yeah. I've explored all the open source options and it's like, OK, this is close, but just doesn't quite work. I think uh, the open source stuff for stuff like Office, that's all good whatever use google documents whatever but like when it comes to image manipulation it's like why not go with the best yeah exactly like it's totally worth the price i understand a lot of people can't afford it but also most of the time i see it coming from people who are currently in school talking about how expensive it is and i'm like you can get a student plan oh yeah the student plans are great and also well this is maybe specific to art school but they tend to pay for your subscription if you're going there but uh, you know i can't speak to uh proper university but if yeah. you have a student email address just abuse the shit out of it yeah. get it for prime get it for adobe get it for whatever you can there's no downside except for uh 
at some point your university may uh, decide to retire your email address. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to art school or anything, but like I just I I used to use um I I always censor out this word, but I mm, mm, mm. of Adobe Photoshop like CS six. Um, sure. And then I like taught myself how to use it um, from like YouTube videos and stuff. And then eventually, yeah, I um, bit the bullet was like, all right, I'm going to pay $60 a month for the rest of my life for this suite until um, it becomes illegal to charge for software. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll tell you, art school is very mixed bag. I would not recommend going unless you love debt, but uh, you know. It's useful in some ways. Yeah, I'm going to take some drawing classes at like the library or something sometime eventually. Sure. Um, maybe when it's like safe to do that. I don't know. It might not be until I move out of the country. Who knows? But um, <laughs> uh, who, who's to say? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't speak to any of that because it's all different everywhere. But uh, yeah, you know, drawing classes are really great, especially uh, drawing like live nude models and stuff. I highly recommend it, even though uh, I barely passed all of those formal drawing <laughs> courses. Yeah, I was in a drawing class in high school, and then like I didn't get to finish it because my the dean of the school suggested I drop out. That is wild. <laughs> yeah, because I was a, a, a transgender person, and um, uh, yeah, how dare you express yourself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so I dro- so I dropped out cuz she she sounded really convincing um and uh yeah so I dropped out. <laughs> well, you know, uh I guess whatever works maybe. I don't know. But I mean what I learned in the first few like weeks of that drawing class uh changed my life forever. Like it was basically everything I needed to know, but I would just like more structured practice, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's also like drawing classes can be hit or miss. So I should say, uh, I didn't go to art school right away. Like, uh, I, first off, I didn't take any art classes like throughout middle school and high school, I don't think, which is very weird. But, uh, anyway, I initially went to the university of Colorado at Boulder and their art program was so bad that I'm like, well, I guess I just can't do this. So, uh, yeah, they're, they had a like foundational art class and like a teacher just could not teach to save her life. It was oh no, <laughs> really bad. Cause like I'd be working on something and I'd be like, you know, at the time I was like, ah, you know, I, I don't really like drawing in front of other people. And instead of her saying like, well, you know, if you want to take this seriously, you got to sort of learn to put yourself out there and all that. She just went, oh, okay, and walked away. And that was it. And it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and like, also, one of the assignments was, okay, you have to make a wearable sculpture, but it can't be a costume. Also, Halloween's just around the corner. So it's like, what is happening? This is, this doesn't make any sense. She's trying to destabilize your Western way of thinking. Uh, that perhaps could be true, but, uh, <laughs> I, I somewhat doubt it. Although, you know what? Uh, no, 
I got my Western uh, view destabilized already because I spent my senior year of high school in Japan. So that was destabilizing enough. Yeah. I, I know. Jealous? Uh, yes. Uh, let me tell you, it was great, but it was also uh, absolutely miserable. And uh, what I learned from it is like, oh, I, I can't spend my life here. So I'll tell you that much. It, so mixed bag. But what was miserable about it? So this is sort of a long story in a way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but okay. So all throughout middle school and high school, I like loved anime and loved manga, but weirdly, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was just the neighborhood I was living in and sort of what fed into those schools. The idea of actually pursuing like art or drawing or comics or anything like that was like not it did not even seem like a possibility to me, but I got obsessed with this stuff. And I was like, Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll become a translator. Even though I have all these ideas for comics and stuff, it's like, Oh no, I should become a translator. And then somehow turn that into making manga. Again, this is something that you come up with when you're a kid. And also, uh, Toonami and adult swim hit very hard at that time. So Mm -hmm. uh, it was a bit of a thing where I was obsessed with that. Uh, And uh, also, it's worth noting, throughout middle school and high school, I was very much deep in the closet. Like, I did not come out as gay until I turned 18. So Mm -hmm. there's things I need to work on with myself that I was just sort of ignoring. Uh, And then uh, I went to Japan. I learned some Japanese. I can't remember almost any of it to save my life. Uh, I could still read Kana. And, you know, that gets you through some things. But whatever. And I realized like, oh man, I, I don't want this at all. This thing that I've been pursuing, I don't care for it. Also anime sucks. It's all the same. It's all about a kid who thinks he's uh, average, but turns out he's special at one thing. Uh, and he's become going to become the best at it through the power of friendship or through determination, possibly both. And so like that, like rearranged my whole worldview and life trajectory. And, uh, yeah, there was also weird things like I didn't realize when some when a classmate asked uh, what my email address was, he was not asking for like a regular email address. He was asking for like my phone's email address because that's how they sent text messages back and forth. It wasn't through SMS, even though they still had it. I don't know. It was a whole thing, but it was still pretty cool. But there was just that crushing moment where I was like, oh, fuck, I hate everything i hate my life i hate japan i hate anime etc but i've sort of leveled out since then yeah (laughs) had had a had some big like thoughts and looking on life stuff (laughs) yes uh i was looking at my reflection in the orb and saying yeah yeah well Thanks for telling me about that. Um, I'm sorry that happened, but also good to hear that you're doing better about it. Yeah, look, I should also mention that was like, uh, oh God, 12 years ago now. So, you know, I've had time. But yeah, I want to move to Japan and do translation work for books. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, that's the idea I had going, but, uh, you know, just be prepared. It's like, just be prepared is all I say. And, uh, you know, if it 
keep your options open, etc. Yeah. Like I, I, I basically, I want to start doing translation work like here after I learn enough, you know, for sure. Um, so I just you can be to... the next Ryan Holmberg. Who is that? Oh, Ruby, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit, man. <laughs> uh, it's like you don't read all the weird alternative manga that's getting published these days in English because they're all translated by Ryan Holmberg and he has oh. an essay in the back of each one. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he does all of the drawn and quarterly stuff, but uh, fuck, I can't remember the name. Uh, he's, done, he's done some Glacier Bay and like uh, other stuff. I oh. don't remember if he did the Pan Panya book or not, or Pan Panya, which, but uh, yeah, he's all over the place. Uh, you should, you should follow him on Twitter. I think it's just translation, translator Berg. I don't know. I can send you a link. Yeah. Send me a link right now. Okay, I'll do it. Give me a sec. I have to switch over to Firefox. Cool. I'm going to follow him. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a good resource. Because again, he translates all the all the weird shit that comes through. Mm. And I'm so happy that so much of it is coming through these days. Because it used to not. It used to just be... Uh, one giant doorstop book called Alternative Manga, and that's about it uh, for a long time. I, I'm probably, someone is going to yell at me about like how, ah, no, there's all this stuff. You just weren't paying attention, but you know, whatever. I feel like I've been following manga licensing for long enough in my life that I understand some trends, but. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like I love manga, but I haven't read a whole lot. Um, to be honest. Well, here's the thing I would say. Uh, and I would say this about every sort of medium. A lot of it is garbage. Like, mm -hmm. you have to find the good stuff. But, yeah. Uh, it's also definitely a commitment to get into, especially with the longer running series, like One Piece or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to read One Piece but it's so good uh from what i remember of it i think i only got a thousand chapters then or maybe 600 i don't know it's been a very long time i can't keep up with it i don't remember a lot of it i remember it was fun that's mm -hmm. what you need yeah see the problem with that is i hate reading digitally so if i'm gonna read oh, something man. i need to collect it um and one piece is too long for me to ever think about collecting yeah that's also a big problem uh there there are some uh, there's some great physical stuff that i want to recommend but i don't know where to start is the problem mm -hmm. uh but yeah I, I can give you a whole bunch of leaping off points but whatever yeah i um, talk too I, much about manga, i feel like no this is what this podcast is about all types of nerdy shit um, it's all about manga tentatively yeah um, it's all about how we all know the original Dragon Ball is better than Dragon Ball Z, but no one is brave enough to admit it. Yeah, I actually just picked up the first three volumes of Dragon Ball in Japanese to aid with my learning um, because it was recommended to me for learning to read. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. I don't know why. Hey, but yes, Dragon Ball is a lot of fun. And then uh, it just gets all about the stupid fighting and all the Saiyans and stuff. And it's just exhausting. 
again, if you got hit with it at a certain age when it was first coming out, you, you just can't help but know all about Dragon Ball. Yeah. But... But um, once I get to knowing more kanji, um, there's a, a series I picked up, uh, Midnight Diner. Interesting. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's um, there's I I got it because there's a there's a uh, TV series in Japan which is now licensed by Netflix too, I guess, of the same name. Ooh, so um, we get to have an American version, is what you're saying? No, it's uh the it's 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 Netflix Japan released it. Ah, well. Um, and it's on American Netflix under the international. Yeah, it's by uh, Yaro Abe. Hmm. I, I can't say I've heard of that, but also there's so much goddamn manga that it's hard to keep track of all of it. Yeah, it's it's only like 15 volumes, I think. So I'm planning on collecting all of it because I have the first four. Um, I got them for like seven bucks total, which was nice. Um, th- there were some people selling the entire set for really cheap too, too. I think only like 50 bucks. And I was like, I can't do 50 bucks right now, but I can do seven. So, hey, <laughs> yeah, it's a start. Uh, yeah, basically, huh. it's like this guy, um, master, um, he runs a diner. It opens from midnight to like seven in the morning um or something like that and it's basically just like about um the patrons that come in and their stories and how they relate to food all right that sounds pretty good uh i I can't really compare it to anything but for some reason i'm thinking of i'm gonna mention a series that i know you haven't heard of so just (laughs) bear with me but it reminds me of a, a series called nightmare inspector in a weird way but that's much more that's much more supernatural, so maybe it doesn't compare. Um, I've heard that name before, but I don't. I'm. I don't know what it's about. So it takes place in a pre-war Japan in the twenties, mm-hmm. and it's about. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of the creature, but uh, he basically subsists on eating people's nightmares, and so they come to him at the cafe, and then the more complicated and painful and bloody the nightmare is, the better it tastes. Apparently, oh. But it's also filled with all this 1920s Japan shit, which I think is just great to look at. It's great designs over there. Uh, That sounds cool. Yeah. So, I mean, this doesn't matter if you're getting it in Japanese. Well, maybe it does. But I know over here it's just been out of print for forever. Uh, Viz has done that for a lot of series. Like, uh, there's one series that's one of the greatest ever by Osamu Tezuka that they just haven't reprinted in years and it's so upsetting i don't want to buy it digitally uh which what book is it uh phoenix uh it was basically his masterwork and it's basically it goes back and forth between the past and the future and the idea was eventually when he would finish it it would finish in the present and it's all these stories surrounding in some way the phoenix you know an immortal uh, bird that gets reborn over and over again and also so many of its legends are if you drink its blood you live forever and that's what it's all about but oh. I've only read the first three volumes that they released in English and I want more but I don't want to buy it digitally and yeah it's a, I know I could read it online but that's not as good but it's 
It's so good. Uh, so there were only nine volumes of Nightmare Inspector. That sounds about right. And you can get it in Japanese for $8. Well, if you're interested, go for <laughs> it. Uh, if you're not, then I don't know. Why even bother buying it? But hey. I am interested. Uh, I remember it being all right. I only read the first volume, though. So don't. I don't know if it goes on some weird thing. Uh, I really like manga series that tend to be more episodic in nature instead of like, uh, it's this big, long arc that we have to deal with. You would love Midnight Diner then. Yeah, it sounds it sounds really good. Yeah, it's the art is really pretty too. It's like it's the style is like pretty different than what I've seen before. Yeah, I it looks like it from what I can see, which isn't much, but uh yeah, it's definitely something I want to check out at some point. Yeah, I don't uh, think it's released in English. Uh, it does not look like it. I could yeah. try and relearn Japanese, but I I don't know. At this point in my life, I don't know. I could, but I'm focused on other stuff, you know. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm like pretty much like I, I like only I'm very grinding Japanese anymore. That's like all I do because I really am determined to learn the language, um, to a good degree, you know. Sure. Um. Yeah. So I like pretty much only like watch Japanese shows and um only read Japanese books and I only play Japanese games. <laughs> Well, you know, you might have a niche, but uh turns out Japanese people have put out some pretty good stuff over the years. So yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not uh, in bad shape, I don't think. Uh, nope, not at all. Here, let me try to... Where is it? I want to send you the picture I took of the uh, first few pages of the first volume of Midnight Diner. Let me see what magazine it was serialized in. Because that's what you really have to look for. Uh, that's also something I want to... If you're ever visiting Japan uh, and you want to buy a lot of manga, first off, go to the used bookstore. Don't ever buy it new. And they sort everything by what magazine it ran in. Again, this is stuff you could find out just by you know living there. But it's good to have a game plan, if you're, especially if you're just visiting and you need an extra suitcase just for manga. Uh, I might have a problem. Yeah, I need a extra. Like, I want to visit before I move, but I'm gonna need like multiple suitcases just for retro games and manga. Oh man, that's there's so many great retro games out there. Uh, I w I've been listening a lot. Well, I've listened over the years a lot to uh, both the Giant Bombcast and uh, related shows. And uh, it's a bunch of game journalists. And they always talk about like, yeah, the great thing about going to Japan in the 90s is that they had all this retro shit and it was like dirt cheap. So you'd go over there and even to the early 2000s. And then at some point they figured out that the Internet exists and they started jacking up all the prices. Yeah, it's still really cheap compared to America, though. You can still get, like, Dragon Quest for, like, 100 yen in a lot of shops. Well, also, well, that makes sense for a number of reasons. Dragon Quest is one of the highest-selling games over there. Uh, you've heard how about how they had to move the uh, release date to Friday over in Japan because too many people would call out sick for work whenever a dragon quest game got released right yeah i've heard about that it's like um it wasn't like an official thing or anything it just kind of happened yeah 
I mean, it sounds like just sort of a bullshit marketing thing that they put out yeah, there. Yeah, I think it is because they did the same thing. Like, there's another rumor. They're like, oh, um, what is it? Uh, Halimi, uh, the heal spell got added to the language officially, but it was just a marketing stunt that Enix pulled um, for the release of Dragon Quest Four. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's uh, they're always trying to get it away with uh, all that marketing stuff, and it never works, except for sometimes when it does. Yeah, I mean, it 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 fooled Americans. Well, that's pretty easy to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you just say, "Hey, this is from Japan. This is like all the crazy shit that happened going into this." It's like, oh, okay, that sounds true. Uh, it's like the story behind Final Fantasy, uh, how supposedly Square they were putting all of their eggs into Final Fantasy. It was going to be the last game they ever made, which is why it was Final Fantasy. Uh, and it turns out, if you look into it, that's not true at all. Uh, that sounds like a bunch of bullshit. It, it like, is a bunch of bullshit. I can't people believe were, people fell for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, people still bring it up all the time. But uh, apparently the better explanation is like, oh, no, they were just looking for an English word that was alliterative for the word fantasy. And it could have basically been anything but Final Fantasy. It could have been fuck fantasy. I don't think it could be fuck fantasy. Maybe it could have been. Anything. It, it I don't could think they been... would allow that on the Nintendo Entertainment System. No, because they it could have been. It you never been. know. It, it could, we could have had an alternate timeline where it was fuck fantasy, and Nintendo wasn't the family-friendly, wholesome corporation we know. I mean, Nintendo used to deal with the uh, what's it called the the the, the trading cards that were, are very yeah. frowned upon. So it's true. I mean, it could have been fuck fantasy. It could have been, you know, if only we lived in the universe, yeah. fuck fantasy, <laughs> fuck where fantasy. it's the greatest series of games of all time. I wouldn't say the greatest series. I mean, Dragon Quest. Well, exists. that would make it the greatest series is what I'm oh, saying. I, I, well, actually, I don't know. We could have had fuck quest too. That one, I feel like seems less likely. But... Dragon fuck. Hmm. Now, the question is, if they did that, would Akira Toriyama still be on board? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, no, <laughs> no, can't do this." Sorry, and I, I don't know who else they would have gotten. Oh man, that's I guess the million dollar question in a way. For yeah, this very specific hypothetical. But yeah, I mentioned this on the first episode, but I was like, I didn't know artists could have multiple projects. It never clicked in my brain, and I was like, this looks like a Dragon Ball ripoff. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I mean, especially in Japan where it's just like, you have to work until you die. So, and you have to work all day. If you're not working, you're not making money and you're a disgrace. So uh, here's 15 projects, do them all at once. It's like, okay. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing that like is always intimidating about uh, Japan and like, especially the manga culture. It's like... It, there was a uh, daily calendar uh, or like a weekly calendar of a manga artist schedule released like a few years ago. And it's like, oh, during this entire week, you get like eight hours of sleep. And then it's just nothing but drawing for day in, day out. And it's like yeah. miserable. Yeah, that shit sounds horrible, which is why I do printing mostly more than drawing nowadays. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It's somewhat easier to a degree. Yeah, uh, it's less less brain power. Let's get into what's really important.
Shin Megami Tensei. I don't even know what that series is about. Don't know anything about it. Is it a game? Is it a manga? I what, what is it? So, is it both? Anime? It's a game series, primarily. There have been a lot of anime spinoffs, especially because Persona exploded in a huge way. Uh, but the original Shin Megami Tensei games, uh, the best way to describe it is sort of like Pokemon if the game hated your guts. Because uh, it's very hardcore, and it's all about demons and shit. Uh, mm, it's a monster tamer series in a way so here's the thing uh in battle instead of like trying to catch it with whatever uh you are battling against these demons and then you have conversations with them to try and get them on your side so you're negotiating and they'll be asking for things like give me like a potion or give me some of your life and maybe i'll consider joining you and then you can do that and they'll either be like, ah, oh, thanks. I'm with you right now. You're like, Hey, sucks to suck. Fuck you. And run away. <laughs> yeah. It's. Oh God. So. Uh, Yet another but... game we can think for. Oh wait. Was it always a monster tamer? Yeah, I think so. I think the original Megami Tensei game was also that because it was about summoning demons and communicating with them but so the persona games though are a little different and the persona games are spin-offs of the original series uh mm -hmm. so in the first two persona games which weirdly is three different games uh because there's persona one and then two different persona twos uh it was the standard talk to a demon, try and get it on your side. But, and then Persona 3, which is the one that exploded, and Persona 4, which exploded even further, it's all about you're fighting these shadows, which are not the demons and have sort of no real shape to them. And then along the way, you're picking out new tarot cards, which are your personas, which you can summon in battle. Uh, and it's sort of built on the Megami Tensei system, but it's, especially since Persona 3, it's a lot more accessible and also persona 3 has all the like high school dating stuff in it that's where the persona games went for some reason but the original series i'd basically recommend uh shin megami tensei 3 which just came out with an hd remaster it was originally ps2 but it's very good the story is uh, it's crazy and it's not like any other jrpg i've played so there you go that's all i got for it so it was the first monster tamer from 1980s or maybe the first um but then yeah dragon quest 5 came out in the 90s and inspired pokemon yeah that sounds right yeah which is crazy to think about I guess, but, you know, I'm not terribly surprised to hear that because, again, in Japan, Monster Quest is huge, whereas in America, it's like, oh, it's one of those weird Final Fantasy ripoffs. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and this is also where I have to admit, I haven't really played Dragon Quest, which... Uh, I've got Xbox Game Pass. I've downloaded 11 and got into it a little bit, but I just mm -hmm. always 
lose track of something else to do. I've also played a little bit of like the uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2, the Dragon Quest Minecraft game. Yeah, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is fun so far. Yeah, it seems all right, but also yeah. it's, I don't know. I've I've been bouncing off those types of games lately. And like I even bought uh, the latest Shin Megami Tensei game and I just can't get into it to save myself. Although I did just get live alive and I'm looking forward to trying to get all the way through that. I've gotten through one chapter or one character scenario so far. Nice. Yeah, I'm like, I, I've been getting some other games, uh, mostly for like friends to come over and play with me because they're two player. But I'm like pretty much like I don't give a fuck about anything other than Dragon Quest and the Yakuza series. Uh, well, and those two merged at some point, basically. Well, not exactly, but more or less. Yeah, the newest one, uh, the newest Yakuza, rather, um, really good. The he's like, yeah, I love Dragon Quest. Uh, the main character Ichiban um and so he's like yeah i love dragon quest and that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> it's also amazing that sega we're like look we have our own role-playing series but come on people love dragon quest we're just yeah. gonna license the name instead of saying like oh boy you know i love fantasy star the mm -hmm. original games mm -hmm. no one's like i'm sorry fantasy star has a very cult following in the u.s i don't know about its reception in japan but i don't think anyone would react as strongly to that <laughs> uh no probably not like dragon quest is the game in japan it's like oh yeah everyone's played it everyone loves it it's for everybody so there yeah. you go yeah i knew it was crazy and then ad was telling me um alex degen um was telling me that like yeah this this like repair guy came over to his apartment one time and they just talked about dragon quest for a while yeah that sounds about right yeah <laughs> so i assume this is when he was living in japan or yeah yeah because i thought if it was in new york city it'd be like that's even weirder yeah <laughs> Well, there's a lot of freaks in New York. Yeah. And we love them for that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've never been to New York. I don't plan to go. Uh, I feel like I got to go back at some point because the only time I went was as a kid on a vacation with my family. And the only thing I remember is drinking a vanilla milkshake at Planet Hollywood. And I don't think I can recreate that experience anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been that far east at all, nowhere close. Um, well, uh, I last summer, uh, around this time of year, I always take a vacation just right around my birthday. And uh, so I decided, first I decided to go up to Minnesota to see uh, my friend from art school do professional wrestling. Nice. And then uh, I was like, I have another week. I know I'm going to drive to the easternmost part of the United States which, first of all, I did not give myself enough time to see anything. So that was mistake number one. And mistake number two is, like, the East Coast just sucks. It's bad. <laughs> don't You don't need to go anywhere east of the Mississippi. And I'm sorry if I offend people saying that. But, you know, it's not worth, it's not worth caring about. Yeah, like, I, like I'm Jewish, so which is kind of, like, synonymous with New York and the American zeitgeist. But, like... Well, so it's sort of like the Hodge to your people. You have uh, to go to what? New York once. The Hodge is the journey to Mecca that Muslims take. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, I was like, I don't know what that is either. Um, it's okay. I'm not 
yeah i don't know too much about islam uh, other than like halal and kosher are pretty similar it's just like the only difference is a rabbi um blesses kosher food so <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway i feel like i interrupted your comment <laughs> sorry but uh i don't remember what i was saying something about not going to new york or the furthest east you've ever been yeah. oh yeah i don't i don't think buildings should be that tall you know what i think they should be even taller what and i think no. there should be like a sort of techno dome around the world I should probably say something real quick. Uh, I'm allergic to a lot of nature, uh, so I, I'm cool with tall buildings and shit. Oh, I'm okay. More comfortable with it. And uh, let me tell you. Uh, so I was born and raised in uh, Boulder, Colorado, and it's extremely beautiful. But people are like, "Hey, all the great things to do is outdoors. Let's go hiking and all that." And I'm like. No, I don't want to. Uh, it was that in a combination with a deviated septum. So uh, I have not much fondness for nature or weirdly animals either, which I feel like if I say I don't like animals, it sounds like a psychopath. Uh, but again, I'm also allergic to anything with fur or feathers because I don't know. It's understandable. Yeah. Like you kind of, I mean, it's kind of hard to like, be like, oh yeah, kittens are so cute when you like associate them in your brain with like having an asthma attack. Like, yeah. Well, here's a fun story. So, uh, basically, I had an allergic reaction while I was playing in some grass as a kid, and we scheduled an appointment with uh, an allergist. And then in the meantime, we got a puppy, and you know, we named it and everything else. And then a week later, I went to my uh, allergist, and they're like, "Okay, you're allergic to." Uh, they did the pinprick test, and they said. Oh my God, uh, that's literally what when someone said is like, holy shit, is like almost everything is showing up. Uh, yep. It's like, you can't, you're allergic to everything with fur or feathers. And then, you know, we got home and my parents made the tough decision to keep the dog. So. What? <laughs> uh, to be fair, I was a little kid at the time. So I was probably like, I love the dog. I love sugar. It's my I love this dog so much. And I also had a brother. No one else was allergic to it. And so it was like, okay, we'll keep the dog. But Scream. you're not allowed to touch it ever. So have fun with that. Uh, and what I didn't realize <laughs> because I was a kid was like, I did not really form a bond with the dog as much as everyone else did to the point where I'm still referring to it as the dog mm -hmm. <laughs> all these years later. But, uh, I remember specifically, and my brother always gets mad at me for saying this, but I'm um, like, when I was in Japan, we had a video call and parents were like, scream. I also said my own name. So whatever. Do you want me to censor that? I was going to ask actually. Uh, sure. Just uh, clumsily put machine text saying the word cream over it. Okay. Uh, I think that that'd be funnier. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Said, that... <laughs> anyway, but uh, they were like, sugar your dog it's she has cancer and she's not gonna make it and we're putting her down soon i'm like okay anything else going on or what because it's just like 
I don't know. I learned to deal with a dog's death uh, a little better, but it also makes it harder to relate to people when they're like, oh man, my dog died. And I just go, oh man, that sucks. But also, eh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to be, I, and I know that makes me impersonal and weird, but that's just, you know, how I grew up. Yeah, I mean... Like, people have their own feelings about things dying and people dying. Like, I have a hard time reacting appropriately when people die, um, especially when people are talking about, like, their family members dying or if, like, like my uh, my great-grandma just died um, the uh, yesterday and, or the day before. Um, and... Uh, that was pretty sad, but like, I'm just glad that she was able, she got my postcard that I sent her like, a, like a few days before she died and my family read it to her. Um, so I was happy to hear that. I guess she was like smiling the whole time it was being read to her. Um, so I just feel happy that she got that before she passed away. I cried a little bit. Um, but now I'm just like, yeah, she's gone. Um, I don't really feel too much about it. Sure. I mean, yeah, I, I, boy, I could talk about some family members that died, but I don't know if we want to go in that direction, but yeah, let's, ch- let's change topics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We're switching topics now. Dragon Quest. <laughs> all right. Dragon Quest. Uh, boy, Akira Toriyama. We love that guy, don't we? Yeah, we do. He's a good guy. Uh, if you get a chance, you should pick up Akira Toriyama's manga theater or get the, there might be a Japanese version. I actually don't know uh, how they published it, but it has all the stuff that, all the weird one-offs and stuff that he made before hitting it big with Dr. Slump. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun because you can see also where the seeds of ideas are. Like you can see basically what would become Dragon Ball later. And it's, and also he's just, it's really great to see him do like comedy and more adventure stuff. Cause I think mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z especially got too bogged down with like super serious world ending fights and whatnot. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh boy. And you can't escape Dragon Ball Z. It's just going to be around forever. I can only, I can only hope to get to the point where there's a there's a ruby theater and it has all the stuff i made before i made the thing that people aren't as excited about yeah right (laughs) and people talk fondly like oh yeah she made all this weird stuff and yeah and then and then she made and then she made the the reboot to goblin valley and it was just too much fighting (laughs) It's too much fighting. It got too serious. It got too yeah, dark. Yeah. <laughs> All the fun I, got just knocked right out of it. I almost went that route too with the third issue that I'm still working on like two years later. Um, but I was like, I don't want to do this. And so I just, I turned the entire idea um, for the, th- for the third issue into like a one page gag for the beginning of the new third issue. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. You don't want to do the uh, control-alt-delete miscarriage thing. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Ugh. Less said about control-alt-delete is probably the better. We shouldn't get into webcomics because that's a sticky community. 
Oh, you were talking about a webcomic? See, I was just going to like, I, I was just taking that in stride. I thought you were just saying gibberish to me. No, I'm not saying gibberish. So, <laughs> uh, Control-Alt-Delete, to put it the least generous way I can, uh, and this might be insulting to Tim Buckley who made it, but it was a web, it was a gamer webcomic that very much seemed like a ripoff of Penny Arcade at the time. Uh, oh wait, is this the one with the loss? That's exactly it. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that's that what comic I was looks. About. That comic looks like shit. Oh, it, it's it so looks like it looks like ass. The artist <laughs> for a long time would literally just do a lot of like egregious copying and pasting of assets over and over and over again. And also he was infamous for having these extremely long paragraphs that just were saying nothing, but the whole time it was this weird, goofy webcomic. And then out of nowhere, it's like, Oh, by the way, your wife had a miscarriage. And it's like, why do this? <laughs> this does not make any sense. Uh, but yeah, that's, mm. I, I'm sure he still has fans because he's since gone out of his way to reboot the series and he's become a much better artist over the years. I'll give him credit. I have not taken a look at it, but as far as I can tell, it's gone back to a more like gagaday goofy roots, but I, it's hard to say because after that, I think he just sort of fell uh, off the radar. Oh, wow. His art has gone a lot better. It looks good now. Yeah. Yeah. Like people progress. But the fact that he still has that, like, hanging above him forever, I'm sure that's embarrassing. But I I wish him the very best, even though he made a gaming webcomic, which is already sort of cringe to begin with. Yeah. But, and he also tried to make a uh, video game-themed holiday. There, There's a lot of people online who were very full of themselves at the peak of webcomics, and we're best to sort of forget all that. Hmm. Yeah, I think making a web comic in general is kind of cringe. I mean, absolutely. Besides, <laughs> all it's all about webtoon these days, which is depressing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, cr it's cringe. <laughs> it's it's so cringe. It's uh, I don't want to. I'm not even going to talk about it because that I go on a rant that will never end. But yeah. Uh, I, I was watching that that uh, Korean series based on that Korean comic on Webtoon, though, and that one's pretty good. It's about, like, the the demons that come and, like, take kill people because they're sinners, but they're not actually sinners. It's something. I don't know. I didn't. I haven't finished it. Um, I, I, oh, wait. I think I finished season one, but there's no season two yet, so. Well, to make another reference that I uh, assume you're not going to get, is it like Gantz? I've seen the name Gantz, don't know about Gantz. All right. Uh, to be fair, I have not actually read or watched the Gantz anime, but from what I understand, it's all people who have died and are like sinners and reincarnated to bring demons back. Also, it's hyper-violent or something. No, it's not like that. It, it is hyper, it is hyper-violent, but it's not, it's not like that. It is, it is. I don't know if demon's the right word. I mean, I guess like demon as like kind of a general concept, but not like demons in like, like, I don't know. You'd think like the classic Japanese manga sense of demons. Like, um, like the Oni or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like these, it's like these big, um, like, like 
if I'm remembering correctly, they kind of like look like they're made out of clouds almost, like black dark clouds, and they have like red eyes, I believe. They kind of look like um like like Thanos, but but like with like cloud storm cloud skin. Um, what I'm going to ask is very important for I think any media franchise: how fuckable are the demons? And be honest. Um, see, I'm a lesbian, so but I, I know, mean, I know, but just do your best. Well, let me see what the series is called. Uh, Hellbound. Here we go. Hellbound. Um, all right, yeah. So the series is called Hellbound. Um, I believe Korean comics are called Manhwa. Yes, they are. Uh, yeah. Tokyo Pop had a whole line of them for uh, when Tokyo Pop was originally around. Okay, I'm gonna send you these demons and you tell me if you think they're fuckable so i'm looking it up myself i'm going to say no yeah i was yeah i don't think so either and i think uh (laughs) this was a piece of advice shared from i want to say uh alex deegan's old twitter account which is uh character design should be uh, governed by if you want them to run you over with a steamroller sexually. So I can't see it happening. Although then again, I know how the internet is. So I'm sure someone is all over it. Oh, is it pronounced Deegan? I think it is, but I don't know. Uh, I don't remember if he ever actually said his name. Well, okay. He's appeared on no cartridge a couple times. And I want to say they said Deegan, but I don't know. Okay. I was tempted to correct you earlier when you said Dejan, but I didn't want to interrupt you or anything. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to ask him before I release this. Oh, no, just be as rude as you want. <laughs> Look, he, he can take it. <laughs> Alex, you know what you did. <laughs> what, what did he do? <laughs> I don't know. He made lemon prices, and the world can't forgive him for making something so great. Yeah, I actually haven't read any of his comics. I really want to, though. I've been wanting to. Uh, so to be fair, Lemon Prices is not a comic that he made. It oh. was just a series of sketches that he made. And I think, unfortunately, he lost most of them. But oh. no, but I would definitely recommend reading uh, Soft X-Ray Mind Hunters. Uh, I'll, I'll warn you now for it's re- so. I don't know how aware of it you are, but it doesn't have any dialogue in it. But even so, it's still extremely dense. And it took me a while to actually get through, which I wasn't expecting. But it's, oh boy, he's he's wonderful and we love the boy. Yeah, his art's really good. And like I just would love to get my hands on one of his comics. Well, you know, at some point I'm sure you will. Maybe, I don't know. You could also do the old piratey thing, but that I think would be maybe rude. I don't. I don't think I would pi- pirate my Twitter mutuals comics. Yeah, you don't want to stab him in the back like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'd wanna... probably just send me one if I asked. I bet. Uh, maybe. Unfortunately, there's no way of knowing. Yeah. <laughs> no. No way of knowing. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm always like terrified to reach out to Twitter mutuals most of mm-hmm. the time, like. Uh, you seemed like easy to talk to or whatever. And we had like a Twitter space conversation. So I thought those would work out, but like for a lot of Twitter mutuals, it's like, ah, you know, I want to ask him about stuff, but I also don't want to annoy them. 
Oh yeah, I pester people as much as I please, and I figure if they don't respond, they don't want to respond, and I can just leave it at that, and I'll hit them up another time for a different pestering question. Sure, fair enough. I I don't know. I'm just not. I'm just not really out there a lot online in general. I don't know if you've noticed that a lot, but mm-hmm. yeah, I I I don't know. I have a pro. I have a weird thing about reaching out and whatnot and et cetera. And I have a whole bunch of self-esteem issues that go with it. So, you know, whatever, like I hate people, like for a long time, I just could not show people my artwork whatsoever. And uh, it's a whole thing. It's understandable. Stuff like that is hard. It's hard to show like stuff that you've made to people. Tell me about it. But, and you know, it's also like uh, my friends in real life, like I, I like them all. They're all wonderful and have my back or whatever, but they don't give a fuck about comics. So it's like, <laughs> so it's not like I'm going to come to them and go like, can you read this for me? And they're like, I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. Like who cares? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, thanks. <laughs> well, well, I'll read you your, I'll read your comic and I'm sure it'll be good. Sure. And I can send you some uh, links to some of my other stuff. Although I'd ask that you don't spread it around too much. Okay, I won't. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the few links that won't be included in the episode. Now, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, surprisingly, people listen to my podcast already. I wasn't expecting that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy that people are interested in the things that you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's always what I find myself saying. Uh, but also, to go back to art school, one of the more frustrating things is that, like, so many artists will just not say a word about any comic that they see or anything else. And it's like pulling teeth at critique. Like at that point in my life, I was like, okay, with just sort of like exposing all the stuff that I was thinking about and being like, yeah, I did this thing here. I'm not exactly happy with how this part came out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'd be like, yeah, but what does anyone else think? And it'd just be like silent for 30 seconds until someone just went, uh, well, and I'm like, fuck, this is torturous. Oof, that sounds horrible. Uh, You know, some people were better about it, more out there and boisterous. But unfortunately, a lot of artists are introverted and are like not willing to say anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's funny on my last day of art school, uh, I got to talking with a couple of people that uh, I didn't spend much time with. And on in retrospect, I should have spent a lot more time with them just for some reason it never happened. And uh, they were saying, Oh man, that one thing that you did in storytelling, I thought that was great. I wish you would do more like that. I'm like, why didn't you say anything? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you liked it, but it would have been good to know at the time that like, Ah oh, man, this is fire. I love this. You should do more stuff like that. Yeah. <sighs> like what's up with the delayed feedback? I I don't know. It's it's that and it's like in general like uh I'll send so for a very short amount of time I tried to do a monthly zine but like I was also working full time at Target at and that like Oof. just destroyed my life. So I was yeah, like, I've heard working at Target sucks. Both of my uh, my current partner and my ex both worked at Target at uh, different times, and they both say it sucks. And I've had a few friends that worked at Target; they all say it sucks. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yes, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, I, just to go on a bit of a tangent here. Uh, one of my least favorite moments in a class was when I was telling someone, ah, oh, you know, I also work part-time at Target and someone in the class just goes, oh, I love Target. I'm like, okay, well, I work there, so I'm not as enthusiastic. Yeah. She's like, no, it's great. I love being there. It's like, uh, not what I was talking about, but thank you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I tried doing a little bit of a monthly zine and to be fair, I did not have... Uh, the context, uh, the Twitter mutuals and the context that I have now, uh, which again, I don't have a lot of followers in general, but the ones that are mutuals, they are like awesome. So I'm very happy. I'm very happy about that. But mm -hmm. uh, so like I put out some monthly zines and uh, I had this one friend uh, who I'm not going to say who he is, but uh, I would send him his stuff and like he has like a legitimately like big Twitter account to the point, like if he spread it around, it'd be like really great or whatever. And like, I would send him stuff and I wouldn't hear anything back. And uh, I got in contact with in him with him recently. And I should also say like, this is no real judgment calling him. I love this guy. Cause he's like one of the sweetest guys ever really. And, uh, but like I was talking about like, yeah, I'm working on this new graphic novel, et cetera. And he's like, Oh, is it like the comics that you were making for your zine? I'm like, uh, no, I, I don't think anyone liked that. They didn't get any engagement and no one bought them. And he's like, Oh, I really like them. I kind of wish you would have done more. I'm like, okay, you, you have to tell me these things or like spread it around or show any sort of interest whatsoever. Uh, but you know, that's just people, I guess if, since I didn't go out of my way to say like, Hey, if you like this, do you mind like telling other people and spreading it around and just saying like, Hey, can you check this out? It's always frustrating to be like, Oh man, this thing is the best. I love it. It's like, okay, could you do a little more with it? Could you tell other people, <laughs> which I didn't think I would have to say. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's also, it's like kind of hard, like, cause I could understand maybe having hesitancy to ask people that though. Because it might seem like, I don't know, like annoying or something, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to feel like I'm just like pestering people and just using them to get like, you know, exposure or whatever. Yeah, but, exactly. Like, uh, 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 more sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I sent you some comics, right? Yes, I bought some from you. Yeah, all very good. Uh, you got it. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I I really like the Dying Shadows. It's very ridiculous. Uh, and I think I got Desert Scene One and Two. I'd have to look over a couple of them, but yeah, I think they're all pretty solid. Thank That's you. All I can say. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you like Dying Shadows. That's one of my best comics. <laughs> look, you can't go wrong with Shadow the Hedgehog and Master Chief. Exactly. Just hanging out like. It's a proven formula and it works. Uh, you put Shadow the Hedgehog and Master Chief in anything, and I'm telling you, it's going to sell through the roof, mm -hmm. or at least it's going to uh, be very well received. Yep. Yeah. Everyone I've sent that to has loved it. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you also like it. Yes, and I can some I can sometimes be adverse to that. Like, uh, I don't love. Uh oh. Uh oh. Can't you can't see that? on the internet for example mm -hmm. it's all right but there's some that's like okay 
I get it. But eh, whatever. But it's also part of that is like, I just don't like Evangelion in general, which I feel like uh, you're not supposed to ever say, but I'm not a fan. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm not supposed to say that I probably won't. Oh, well, how good for you? Covering your own ass. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts that I don't share with anybody. Uh, you know, that's not the worst idea. Here, wait, hold if... on one second. I'm going to pause this recording. Sure. Anyway, recording's back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow, I can't believe you said it, but you did. Uh, <laughs> uh, good thing. Ah, boy. I... If that got out, that would just whatever. <laughs> but yes, I uh, would be, I'd be, I'd be strung up. Oh, one hundred percent. And tarred and feathered. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that uh, I feel like people like love way too much that is just way too overrated. I think that's just the culture we live in today. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, Dark Souls is interesting and stuff, but I. I can't get into it, and I'm sorry, I guess. Please mm-hmm. stop being so adamant about it. Yeah, I tried playing Dark Souls, and I just like didn't like how it looked. Yeah, well, I I would say if you get up... So I've seen some of the later gameplay of it, and there are like, literally some very beautiful, stunning environments and stuff, but there's also just... I don't know. I'm, I don't vibe with it too well, and I've tried with every single one of those games, and I'm just like... Oh man, I I can't I can't do this. Uh, yeah. Uh, the main exception might be Sekiro, but I'm still not all the way through it, and I'm still trying to chip away at it. Yeah, I think if it ever goes on sale, I will pick up Elden Ring just because everyone that I've ever talked to has been like, "This is the best game ever." I don't think it's the best game ever. It's not Dragon Quest, so it can't right, be. Right, right. You've but, already um, established what the best game ever is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I used to be a big Pokemon fan, and then I was introduced to Dragon Quest, and let me tell you, Dragon Quest knocks Pokemon out of the fucking park. Like, look. <laughs> I get it. Nothing has come close to Jet Set Radio Future in years, and yet people still try. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. it's funny because my brother is the exact same way. Uh, my older brother, we like to talk a lot about uh, different video games and stuff. He's like, ah, God, I don't like the Souls games, but I'm thinking of picking up Elden Ring. I'm like, don't do it. What are you doing? <laughs> if you don't like those games, why would you think this is going to be super different? He's like, yeah, but everyone says like it's the most accessible and it's the best. And like every now and then I talk to him and I'm like, you still playing Elden Ring? He's like, yeah, I still fucking hate it. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, but I'm playing it. Like it's mm. almost starting to click. Like I'm a good portion of the way into it, but I fucking hate it. I'm like, okay, that's something. So maybe I'm seeing how that all works in real time. Yeah. I also, I get stressed out by games with enemies that are like in 3d environments. Interesting. Yeah. Like, and it sucks though. Cause like I used to not be like, um, I really love halo. Um, I played it a lot as a kid. I loved it. Never had a problem with it. Now I bought halo, the master chief collection on my PC two years ago. And I was just stressed out the whole time, even though I was so excited to play it. Um, I had to turn it on easy mode and just try. And I was still stressed out on easy mode. Like, 
and it just kind of sucks and that's why like i think dragon quest really clicks with me because it's turn-based so it's not right he's so you're frantic not... yeah yeah well you know taste change over the years uh yeah but hey it, I, I don't think anyone should hold that against you and uh unfo- and i think you're fortunate enough to where uh this podcast will only get to people who are probably more understanding although they they might be upset at uh, talking shit about the souls games still because yeah no i mean look there's something i learned uh and a sort of mantra that i came up with while working at the target in boulder and also by the way if you're ever working at a target don't work at the one in boulder because it's a nightmare and uh the people of boulder are monsters uh which is what i'll say uh when it comes to customer service. <laughs> uh, but it was when uh, that like Taylor Swift album came out called like 1989, I think. I don't remember specifically if that's what it was, but everyone was buying the CD, which I was surprised by because I'm like, who the fuck buys CDs? It's like 2013. What What's wrong with you? And uh, this girl came through line and she had the CD and she's like, so have you bought it yet? And I'm like, Mm, no probably not going to it's like you have to buy it everyone's going to listen you're going to listen and i'm like well here's the thing i'm an adult and uh i don't have to and she's like no you're you're gonna do it i'm like well i don't know because here's the thing i'm an adult and i don't have to and i think <laughs> that's just sort of the mantra i've taken is like ah you gotta get into this stuff or whatever i'm like no nah, it looks like shit i'm not gonna bother uh and Maybe it's just getting old. I think I can get away with that more now that I'm uh, 30, uh, 31 next month. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's just like, like there's so much stuff that everyone, well, not everyone, but that a good portion of people are always going to rave about and tell you is the best thing ever. And ultimately it will never, ever, ever live up to that stuff. So yeah, except Dragon Quest. Yes, except Dragon Quest. I was just about to say that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gotta keep people, you know... Playing Dragon Quest, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I, they should pay me to get people to play Dragon Quest. I'm good at it. I got my sister to play Dragon Quest. That's about it so far. Well, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Oh, my friend Moose, I think, says wants to get into Dragon Quest now because of me. Hey, that's something. Yeah. Uh yeah have you uh, sorry what were you gonna say i was gonna say have you played death stranding no but that's one of those games that's like i go back and forth on all the time uh i think the gameplay looks really interesting uh i also think the story because i went out of my way to watch all the story cutscenes. i'm like yeah he does that hideo kojima thing where it's like very obvious what he's going for (laughs) <laughs> and he does not really believe in subtext. But yeah, don't spoil anything for me, but I think the parody of America is hilarious. I mean, yes, it's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, that game, I don't know. I There are parts of it that I'm like, okay, I get it. This seems interesting. And then there's parts of it like, no, this is, why, why would you do this? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then I remember, oh, it's Hideo Kojima. That's what's wrong with it. He can't not be Hideo Kojima. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's another game. I really love it. I love that game, but it stresses me out um, because the enemies like scare me. Right. So I can only play like an hour at a time. And so I haven't finished it, even though um, I got it like a long time ago. Um, uh, my Twitter mutual uh, Garbe got it for me. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, hopefully Garbe does not listen to this and will not know how much you've disappointed them unless you keep giving them updates. Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna keep playing it. Is the thing I just, I'm also just so into Dragon Quest right now. Like, Look, I get it. I follow yeah. you on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> right. You do follow me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I've I've been understanding that you're uh, uh, quite infatuated with Dragon Quest, shall we say? It just uh, it it put all the right puzzle pieces in my brain. Yeah, you know, some games just click like that. Yeah. It's also like, uh, I, I don't know if this is similar or not, but I had an experience with uh, Slay the Spire. Have you ever played that? No, I haven't. So it's like a deck building uh, roguelike game. Sounds and, great already. Uh, well, I should have known you'd be very into that. But uh, at the outset, I was like, man, fuck card games. Those are so stupid. I hate them. And I got into, I'm like, well, it's free on Game Pass. Well, not free. It's on Game Pass. So I'll check it out. And then I played it for like 40 hours and got uh, at least finished three characters paths. But I still haven't not slayed the titular Spire. And uh, oh, boy, that game is, it's great. It's too much. I can't do it. (laughs) Uh, I I had it at a tab on a tablet, an Android tablet, and I would take it to work with me. But the problem was I kept on messing up my i kept on losing track of my actual work because i was too obsessed with playing slay the spire so i'm like i i gotta make this stop Uh, oh my god (laughs) there there are mobile games like that that really get me oddly it's that and any form of picross uh that'll just ruin my life oh yeah because i will not stop playing picross i don't know why that's just who i am i guess yeah, I um I've never played Picross, but I had to download it the other day um to hack my 3DS. Right. Well, that's what you do naturally. So you get the 3D Picross, right? Yeah, Pokémon Picross. Yeah, you, that sounds yeah. like it'd be a lot of fun, but also there's a certain grade number where I'm just like, "Ah, oh, I can't do this anymore." <laughs> so <laughs> I I'm okay with math, but I'm too stupid for this. Yeah. Uh, Hello, I resumed the recording. Perfect. Sorry about that. I've had two different uh, points of hydration with me the whole time. so No problem. It's good to stay hydrated. Yes, that's one thing. That's one thing that gets pounded into you uh, living in Colorado. I assume any dry climate. I don't know how it is for you, but the one thing that gets pounded into you over and over again is stay hydrated. Yeah, no, Arizona's the same. They're like, drink water or you will die. Yeah, pretty much. Uh and you know what? It's good advice. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Yeah, I actually realized, I was like, you know, I need to drink some type of liquid. I have it in a second. So I have uh, I have snuck into my, my fiancé's vitamin water that they got earlier. <laughs> How scandalous. <laughs> very, they're they're going to be like, what? You are taking away precious vitamins from your fiancé. <laughs> yeah. In I mean, water they're... form. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so much in there. They're just gonna piss them out anyway. So I might as well do it for them. I mean, yeah. Let's let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a. I've been going through different weird hydration beverages lately because I've been trying to get off caffeine. So I've tried the Bang version of Gatorade, uh, which I guess most people I assume don't know exist. It's called Vuz. No, what is that? So uh, basically they call it a hydration sensation. But from what I can tell, it's basically like, oh, it's Bang trying to go up against Gatorade. And it comes oh. in the same size cans, but there's no caffeine. It's like B vitamins and some super special blend. But uh, I enjoy it. It tastes pretty good. And uh, I'll say this. I can't drink regular Bang because there's something in it that hurts my stomach. Oh. And it's specifically just that energy drink it's not like ah it's too much caffeine it's like yeah. something is going on in here that's not right but right uh so i've got that i've tried something called prime which is okay and uh every now and then i go back to liquid death which is sort of like the cringe sparkling water company oh yeah it's for recovering alcoholics almost explicitly so yeah uh, to the point where uh I was reading one of their copy things for like buying a case online. It was like one of the benefits is getting mistaken for an alcoholic. So <laughs> there you go. Hey, their marketing works for them. Yeah. Um, why are you trying to get off caffeine? I just feel like I drink too much of it. Like, I don't know. It's also, so a few years ago while I was still working at target, I should mention I worked at target for six years Whoa. which like, no one should do. Yeah. yeah tell me about it. Uh, I was working part-time for most of that. Uh, but part of it was at the Boulder store in Colorado, which like I've said before, it's one of the worst stores in the country to work at. Uh, like to the point where literally one of the statistics they would throw around is during back to school. It's like, Oh, back to school. We're the busiest target in the country. And, uh, People coming to attend school in Colorado are a bunch of fucking rich kids who are very uh, not used to being told no. Mm. So uh, they get very uh, uppity. A lot of Boulder people are like that. There's too much money in there these days. Uh, <laughs> and I, I sometimes shock people when, first off, I say, I'm from here, to which most people are like, no, that can't be true. And uh, secondly, by saying, Oh yeah, this will blow your mind. We used to have a Kmart in Boulder, so not anymore. I mean, no one has Kmart anymore, but uh, I worked there for a few years. And then when I went to art school in Minnesota, I worked at a Minnesota Target, which was so weird because I'm not used to Midwesterners, really. Uh, I think people tend to, especially on the coast, just think of anything in between as the Midwest, basically. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, the actual Midwest is so weird because people just uh, are not rude to your face. Uh, nope. Which, it, it sounds like a crazy thing to say to some people. Like, well, why would you be? But it's like, okay, you, you're not from where I'm from. And, like, so, like, I would talk to a Minnesota customer and I'd be like in a pissed off mood, like, hey, do you have this? And I'd just go flatly, no. And they'd be like, oh, okay. And just sort of walk away. I'm like, what just happened? 
why haven't they yelled at me about this? Or uh, the funniest interaction I can I can recall uh, along those lines was I was working at uh, where apparently the first Target in the country used to be, and because uh, I was covering a shift there, and this old lady walks up to me and she's like, "Can I tell you something?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" I'm like, "Sure, what do you need to tell me?" And she goes can I tell you to have a great day? I'm like, sure. Okay. What just happened? It, I don't, I'm not used to the Midwest. Yeah. My uh, family is um, like my dad's side is all from Iowa. And I, I lived there for a few years with him. I would go every summer as a kid. Cause my parents divorced when I was three. Um, but, and so my dad moved back to the Midwest. I'm in Iowa where his family was. And so, um, yeah, people are, the Midwest is definitely a lot different than like the desert, for instance, um, where I'm now, my mom's from Phoenix. She was born there. Um, which I think is another thing where it's like, what, what do you mean? (laughs) Um, and, uh, but yeah, I was, I was born in Missouri, which is strange to think about. I have no recollection of Missouri, but yeah, people in the Midwest are weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm like, hey, it's not the worst place, but also it's like I, I don't get what's happening here. Like, why is everyone, why is everyone like this? Why does everyone care about hockey? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I really want to go back to um, New Hampton, Iowa, is where my my dad lives it's a small town population like 3300 right now um and yeah it's it's really beautiful out there though like it's the weather's cool um lots of like flat areas where you can't really see the end of them yeah i mean hey uh, the few times I passed through Iowa, it seemed like surprisingly nice is what I will say about. Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. People, people don't know a lot about Iowa if they're not from there is what I've gathered a lot from talking to people. Something about gas station pizza. I don't know. It yep. sounds all suspect. Yeah. Uh, gas station pizza. I mean, you can get that anywhere now, but yeah, well, yeah, I, I, but I stopped by at, uh, Casey's. Casey's, yes, actually. Uh, last time I went up there to see my friend Russell, I was like, okay, so apparently there's a big thing about Iowa gas station pizza. I'm like, it, it's fine. It's not what's, that good. What's happening? Like, why is this so hyped up? But then you remember like, oh, because all the political candidates have to go through there first and be like, oh, nothing better than a slice from Casey's. Am I right, fellow Iowans? It's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like those who are in the no no where it's like you don't go there for the best pizza you go there because it's there yeah exactly like it's not it's not very good casey's pizza also I, I don't know if they always make it like this but my dad would always get the toppings under the cheese which i hated interesting that i don't recall seeing that so i think that must have been a special thing yeah because my 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 stepmom's son was the manager at the casey's near our house Ooh, so, fancy. He, so we would get the, I, he must have had it special made like that. 
So you get all yeah, the special but... privileges to all the Casey's products, all the weird yeah. sodas and whatnot. Yeah. Oh my God. My dad, Um. so he's he's been a truck driver his whole life ex- before he got into his accident. And um, he had a big accident. This woman fell asleep while driving and drove under his semi-trailer and flipped his semi. Oh God. Yeah. That's... I remember. I still remember I was in school and they came up, they, they came into the class and they're like, um, your dad's in the hospital. And I'm like, what? Oh, I was freaked the fuck out. But anyway, um, he before that happened, he drove her Farner Bakken. Ah, of course. We would get, um, they they do a lot of the uh, food stocking for convenience stores and stuff. Sure, sure. Um, so we would get, um, he, he would have excess inventory sometimes that we just got to keep. And nice. it would just be full of snacks. So we just always had like the best snacks around the house. I'm not going to lie. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> wow. Living like kings. Yeah. No, seriously. It's like, oh, there's just like 10 Snicker bars in here. Like, <sighs> and it was free. Like, who could com- com- complain about that? <laughs> Damn. That, that sounds really good. But uh, uh, what I was going to also say is, uh, a, a similar thing to uh, Casey's and gas station pizza. If you're ever in Colorado and people tell you, you need to try Colorado style pizza at Bojo's, you don't really have to. It's not great. And also if anyone tells you to eat at a blackjack pizza, they're not your friend and they're not from there. Do not let them let, do not let them take you to blackjack or order from blackjack pizza. Okay. It's a bad establishment. It's terrible. So I looked into this once, but like growing up, they would always for like elementary school events or whatever, they just get blackjack pizza because it was the cheapest. And uh, apparently it was started by a guy who used to work at Domino's and was like, I can do this better. Uh, and it turns out he can't do it better. <laughs> uh, but there, it's a whole Colorado chain for a while. And everyone that talks about it is like, okay, why does this still exist? Because we now have Little Caesars, and that's miles ahead of Blackjack Pizza, and that's fucking sad. That, wow. Because, <laughs> I mean, Little Caesars is, like, not the worst in the world. I'll, I'll say this. The key to Little Caesars is ordering ahead. Don't ever get the hot and ready. That's a chump's move. Mm. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's the way you got to do it. Mm. But okay. anyway. Anyway, but yes, you're right. Like, Little Caesars is okay for what it is yeah it's, but it's, it's it's hot and ready it's six dollars yeah <laughs> used to be five but to to be worse than that is a feat but blackjack manages yeah. to do it like like you have to like wait so do they just serve people like fucking lunchroom school pizza like no because people have fond memories of that yeah um, <laughs> no it, it's like it's like they just fuck. It's been a very long time, to be fair, since I've been to one, but they just fuck everything up. So also there's a place nearby where I'm living. It's a Domino's now, but it used to be a blackjack. And when it was a blackjack pizza, everyone was like, that is 100% just a drug dealer's front. Cause like they do not do anything. The service is horrible. They are barely ever open. And I don't think I've ever seen someone get a pizza from there. But like, it's like crust is flavorless. It's cardboard. Like the, it's all bad. It's all bad. Don't go. Don't go, Ruby. <laughs> I don't think you'll get a chance to uh, in the future. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. But, well, I won't. 
yes yeah. avoid at all costs there's this really good pizza place in tempe where i'm from um in arizona um i live in tucson now but um called autos mm. apparently they're temporarily closed right now i don't know why um but really good pizza but on the other hand there's also gus's new york style pizza um which is also very good a lot of people say oh gus's sucks uh, i think they're idiots um i think they have bad taste a lot of people have bad tastes uh and uh you know also people from different parts of the country will tell you that their version is the best but really i mean pizza is pizza pretty much everywhere except for st louis yeah well, what's pizza like in st louis uh so uh, i'd say that more as just like a light insult i've never actually had it but st louis pizza uh it's cut into squares and they just have this very extremely processed cheese on it called provel and uh the people who have compared it to other pizzas is like this is strange this like this does not taste good i don't know so it's like cheese whiz pizza yes but it has a different taste apparently i uh. again this is not something i know much about there's also that one pizza chain in i want to say ohio where they bake the pizza with the sauce on it and then at the end they just put on shredded cheese unmelted oh yeah that's i yeah that is ohio i think it could also be yeah i think that's ohio yeah yeah it's people are doing weird things with pizza and not all of it is good uh detroit style pizza though i'll say is the bomb new york and detroit they've got it figured out chicago's okay every now and then if you're in the mood for it but uh, Detroit style pizza, I think, is my favorite. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I've never had Detroit style. Um, I should probably try it sometime. Yes. Uh, if you ever get the opportunity to stop by a Jets pizza, that's the place you want to go. Uh, okay. Was that I mean, Jets or Jets? Jets. Jets. Like an airplane. Okay. Uh, uh, you go there, you get a pizza with the turbo crust with all the seasoning on the edge. Oof, it's real good. Unfortunately, they're mostly a Midwest chain. So okay, well, I mean, I'm probably going to be out into the Midwest sometime. Um, Carta Monier actually told me I can come check out um, Disquette sometime if it's viable ever to travel as such. Um, but yeah, um, so I definitely want to go to Detroit sometime. Um, yeah, I hear Detroit's a cool place. I I've never been there myself, unfortunately. I think I passed through it while I was driving to the easternmost point of the country, which, by the way, it's not worth it. Uh, I'll also say this. Maine is fucking creepy. I don't get what's happening there. Yeah, that's probably why it's in so many Stephen King books. Yes, it makes sense that Stephen King is from Maine. Uh, Yeah. But, like, again, uh, so I'm not used to... So I'm used to being surrounded by the forest, but I'm not used to being like surrounded by extreme dense deciduous forests where it's like, oh, when night falls, it's like no light penetrates at all. Yeah. It's, and then you hear the craziest sounds you've ever fucking heard. Uh, pretty much. It also does not help that driving to the easternmost part of the United States, uh, there was a good chunk where I just didn't have cell service. So I was just like, oh, God, oh. please, please let my GPS remember where it's going. Oh, uh, man. Because I can't go back to Google and figure it out. And, uh, like, it's, like, 
very desolate, lonely roads, super dark forest all around. Because by the time I left, it was nighttime. And it was like super dark, desolate forest all around. And then like every building looks abandoned. I'm like, oh, God, I could die out here very easily. Oh, man, I'm getting the chills. And Scary also, stuff. Also, here's a weird thing, uh, and this speaks to just living in a very dry climate. Uh, there was a couple of times where I'm like, why is there like a leaf or a rock just like going across, like hopping across the road? I'm like, oh, that's a frog. They have frogs here. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, um, people f- sound like, oh, you're just an idiot. I'm like, yeah, probably. Yeah, I remember I moved to Tucson first monsoon. So many toads, frogs, which I guess toads are actually just a type of frog with a common name um, of toad. Really? Um, yeah, just frogs. There, There's no difference. They're just frogs. Um, anyway, go on. Am I breaking your brain? Uh, no, but it's like one of those <laughs> things where like you just assume they're different because like alligators and crocodiles are technically different animals and there's a way to tell. And I was always unsure of what the difference was between toads and frogs, but like that's, you know what, I, I don't know how to deal with that information. Yeah, it's. I was shocked to find that out because I was trying to identify this toad, and they're like, "Oh, it's this." And then I was reading about toads, and I was like, "Oh, they're just frogs." Okay, well, now I don't know what to call them as. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, little hopper fellas. Yeah, but yeah, so many of them, and so many that I've seen many of them die, unfortunately. Well, I mean, they're not meant for a dry climate for the most part, and I assume it's mostly dry in Tempe. Um, in Tempe, but in Tucson, um, but both Tempe and Tucson, we have monsoon season, uh, central, and I, I actually maybe it's all of Arizona. I don't know about up north near flagstaff and stuff if we have if there's monsoon up there but monsoon for central and south um arizona is a thing and so basically if you don't know what that is um every year from june yeah every year from june to like the end of september or beginning of it it depends on who you talk to but um we get these crazy rainstorms (laughs) hey that doesn't sound too bad well, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It doesn't live there, but yeah, uh, I love it. I think it's awesome. I feel like where I'm from, we get occasional rainy weather, but like the big marketing point for, uh, and uh, we should stop sharing this around because more people keep coming to move here. Uh, is uh, Colorado, you get 300 days of sunshine, which is probably a lie, but uh, like it does not rain very often. There are some off and on periods. Uh, but yeah, uh, winter is real. Although winter is really nice. Cause, uh, as I discovered when I lived in Minnesota, Colorado winter is not real winter. It's, nope. uh, it's fake winter because it'll like snow and sometimes it'll snow like three feet, but like it'll all melt within a few days. And since the humidity is so low, it's like, it doesn't hang in the air at all. Uh, whereas when I went to Minnesota, and I was spending, there's just a day where the sky was clear, sun was shining, no clouds, it was negative five degrees, and there's still ice everywhere, and I was losing my mind, because I'm like, the sun is shining, why isn't anything happening? 
Yeah. <laughs> this isn't how this works. Yeah, I the remember. The sun is one. hot. It melts water. <laughs> yeah, I remember one one time during winter in Iowa, it got to negative forty degrees outside. And my dad sat me down. He was like, You cannot go outside. You will die. And I was like, damn, okay, I won't go outside. <laughs> oh, I thought the follow up would be like, ah, that's a bunch of bullshit. And then you go outside for a second and then come right back in going like, no, never mind. No, I listened to him. He was dead serious. He was like, you cannot go outside. I was like, oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, sounds like at least you were a good kid. Yeah, uh, I was uh, not. But uh, yes, <laughs> what, in that respect. Yeah. Uh, the most memorable. Here's a fun thing. The most memorable piece of advice I ever got from my dad is uh, never tell a cop the truth. So that's it's a bit different. Yeah, my dad, my my dad thinks cops are assholes, too. (laughs) I think most people do. I think it's only the very, uh, you know, fringe people who go crazy for them. But yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. They're a loud minority, I think. Yes, a bit too loud. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, uh, it was very funny because so this was a week before I left for Japan and I just quit my job at the. uh, King Supers, which is the grocery store chain. Uh, I quit my job as a bad boy there. And I'm like, thank fuck. I don't have to ever do that again. And uh, my friends and I decided, uh, you know, we should burn the uniform just to, you know, really make a statement. And uh, so where I lived growing up, it was uh, right across from a public park that had a bunch of barbecue grills everywhere. And so we took the clothing, put it in a bag, put it on a grill, and then sprayed it with a uh, lighter fluid and just <laughs> set it on fire. And there's like a two, three foot flame, I want to say. And uh, we thought because it was in a designated spot for burning things, it was completely fine uh, because it's in a grill. What's going to happen? Uh, but that's not the way the cops saw it turns out. Uh, so cops like start running after us. And they go, hey, stop what you're doing. And since we're a bunch of white kids in uh, fucking Boulder, Colorado, uh, we're like, oh, you should listen to the police probably. And uh, we all stop. We all got tickets. It wasn't too bad. Uh, but uh, I remember when I told my dad, the first thing out of his mouth was, why did you stop running? And then the second thing was like, never tell the police the truth ever. Even if they see you do something, just say, nope, wasn't me. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. I remember one time in Iowa, see, like, I always knew to like lie to the police if you can um, just just lie to them and uh, or don't talk to them. But I went out, I was, at, I was spending the night at my friend's house and we snuck out. Right. And on the way back home from where we went, um, a cop pulled us over for being out past curfew. And my friend and I had agreed we were going to lie and give them fake addresses and fake names. So I go ahead and lie to the cop about who I am and where I live. And um, my friend just, without any hesitation, states his full legal name and address. And I'm just looking at him like, what the fuck? And so it's a whole big thing. I get in a lot of trouble. I get called into the police station with my dad. Right. And, um, 
they're like, hey, there was this vandalism going on last night. Someone pulled a mailbox out of the ground. By the way, I was like 13. Sure. Um, and someone threw a, threw, a, threw a big rock through someone's window. And we're like, we think you did it. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, I didn't. And my dad was like, this is a bunch of bullshit. Like, how is a 13-year-old going to pull a mailbox out of the ground? <laughs> Which is true. I was a scrawny kid. I'm not scrawny anymore. I'm pretty like thick and large. Um, but yeah, it was just a whole thing. And my dad just thought it was a whole bunch of bullshit. He's like, I can't believe like you're 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 getting in trouble for this and whatnot. And um and my friend's mom like came into the police station and was like, You are never allowed at our house again. I cannot believe you did this. Like you are you should be ashamed like blah 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 and i'm like it was your fucking kid's idea to go out and sneak out i i don't normally do shit like this like what are you talking about lady you know (laughs) but yeah yeah it was it was was crazy but yeah i just i still can't believe how fucking milk toast you have to be to agree to a plan to lie and then just not do it yeah exactly like fuck that kid for real (laughs) Caleb, if you're out there, if you somehow hear this, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, get back at him now. Yeah. <laughs> he knows like, what's up. It's been yeah. long enough. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you learn to lie to police, you idiot. Oh, God. I mean, I was in so much shit because of you. <laughs> you know, some people only learn through experience and some people not even that. So, yeah. What you going to do? Like we could have got it because the cop, he didn't follow us home or anything. He just let us walk on our merry way. He would have never found out if it weren't for that dipshit telling him his full name and address. Because this was a small town in Iowa. They didn't have computers in their cars to look things up. Right. They couldn't just type in the name and be like, oh, that's not coming up. We're going to have yeah. to take you in. It's like Exactly. Yeah. And of course, he didn't have IDs to show because exactly. he's 13. So it's exactly. like. Yeah. Oh boy. Some people cannot be helped no matter yeah. how hard you try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy. Yeah, that was just just unbelievable. Uh well, can I ask did uh you getting pulled into the police station did it make the paper because burning my uniform did. Oh, no, it didn't make the paper, I don't think. I wasn't paying attention to the paper. Well, why would you? But, uh, yeah. yeah, in the daily camera in the local section, uh, just off to the side in a column on the front page, it had the stupidest headline, which was, Disgruntled Ex-Bagger Burns Uniform. <laughs> I wish I had saved a copy of that and framed it, because uh, they have... Uh, a version online where they changed the headline from that because apparently that was too weird but uh the funniest thing though is since uh i was technically a minor i would turn 18 like a week later but uh, i was 17 my buddy was 17 and only one of our friends was 18 so it was like two people and then his full name printed in the paper <laughs> They burned this uniform, and uh, it's great if you go look at the comments on the online edition because they're just saying, oh, this isn't news. Who cares? <laughs> uh, it was in a grill. Aren't you supposed to burn things in a grill? Or like, man, this just seems like a very slow news day. What are you doing? <laughs> so 
Uh, I'm glad I left an impact on some people's lives in that. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny and awesome. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Yeah, I think we've been talking for long enough. Yeah, I'm starting to feel a little tired. <laughs> uh, I would assume you would. Uh, it's uh, one o'clock where you are, so. Cool. Yeah. Well, anything you want to plug? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. Uh, the display name is Cream Collins. Uh, the at name is extremely long and unwieldy. Uh, sorry. I think it is, and I don't even get it right most of the time, but it is an S followed by seven underscores, an I, and then another seven underscores and a G. Uh, you can follow me there. Uh, it's not a very good Twitter account, but you can occasionally get some amusement out of it. <laughs> I think it's a great Twitter account. Well, thank you for lying to my face. I, what? I don't lie. I'm, I'm, <laughs> look. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, it, it's okay. It, you know, I, I don't think things through that I post there. So I'm only about keeping it real. 100%. Right. Keeping it 100. That's what I <laughs> yes. like to hear. All right. Yes. Uh, that's all I got. You know, if you want to keep an eye on what I'm doing in the future, uh, I might boot my old art account back up and share some more stuff, but uh, it might be quiet for a bit. I don't like sharing stuff that's in the works unless mm -hmm. it's with like trusted associates. So oh. don't expect too much. Okay. And well, I wish keeping it real really was contagious.
Radio.